0: Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. we glad to see you all. Amen. Hope I can say something from the word of the Lord that will be of help and encouragement to you. And... uh appreciate the lord's help if you will go with us to the book of habakkuk habakkuk chapter 3 verse 1 <clears throat> and this is this uh, has a title to it if you if your bible if you look at your bible most bibles will have that title a prayer of habakkuk the prophet Upon Shigai Onoth, O Lord, I've heard thy prayer, I've heard thy speech, and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years, in the midst of the years make known, in wrath remember mercy. God came from Teman, and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. Verse 5, before him went the pestilence, and the burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He beheld and drove asunder the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. Perpetual hills did bow. His ways are everlasting. Let's drop down to verse 17. Although the fig trees shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olives shall fail, and the hills, fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Well, that sounds like a bad time, doesn't it? You see, Israel has is gone into captivity, and he's, he's describing the majesty of God and what he's doing. Then he drops down there in verse 17. No, there'll be no fruit, no food of any kind. And verse 18, he said, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds' feet. He will make me to walk upon mine high places. I was sitting there in the study the other day. And, and those deer, there were several deer out there in the yard. And uh, boy, one of those deer, he, he started a carrying on. He was kicking up his heels. He ran up the hill. He came flying back down through there. It's unbelievable how fast that deer was running. And he'd kick up his heels and carry on. I'm telling you what, I thought, boy, I'd love to be able to run like that. You know, if I could do that, I'd run like a deer. Amen. And he said, He will make me to walk upon my high places. He will make me to walk upon my high places. Uh, Shikanoth is a it's a lyrical poem composed under most of the time under strong mental pressure and emotion. It's a song of impassioned imagination, accompanied by uh, a music that is suitable to that. They call it a I, I've never heard this a dithy rambicode. I don't know what all that is, but. It's an erratic melody, betoken the excitement and agitation. And if you'll go with me to Psalm 7, I want to read there, verse 1. And, uh, and if you look at Psalm 7, it has a title also. And it says, Shigayan of David, which he sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush the Benjamite. O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me, lest he tire my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces, while there is none to deliver. You understand? This is Psalm 7, and David is that same, that's almost it's the same root word. It's one is plural and the other is singular. But there is the Shigayan, and, uh, and he said, there Saul and Cush were plotting evil against David. But David returned good for the evil by sparing Saul his deadly foe. If you look in First Samuel 24 and 2, Saul took 3,000 chosen men. He was seeking after David and, and he went up to the rocks of the wild goats. Amen. I'll tell you. Now, that's some tough climbing when you go to the rocks of the wild goats. And the Bible said in verse 3, He came to the sheep coats where was a cave. And Saul went in to cover his feet. He went in to lay down and take a nap and rest a while. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. So David and his men were already in that cave. And Saul comes into the very same cave and lays down. and, And he's tired. And he goes to sleep. And David's men said, The day that the Lord has said unto thee, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand. And and so then David went and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. And the Bible said afterward, David's heart smote him. Oh, God. Boy, I'm telling you what. There's a lot of people take liberty and license on things they should not be doing. Amen. And here, David, even though Saul was trying to kill him, David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And he, God dealt with him. That he, that he was still the Lord's anointed. And he had no right or authority to harm him. Amen. And he said, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master, the Lord's anointed. To stretch forth mine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David stayed his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. They, They were chomping at the bits. We'll take care of him. We'll be on him and take care of him before he knows what has happened to him. But I want us to look at this. David and Habakkuk are celebrating things of higher importance than what relates to self. Hello? Amen. Habakkuk sings his song in the time of trouble to bring comfort and worship to his soul. This is Habakkuk's answer of faith to Jehovah God. Although there will be no figs, there will be no grapes, no olives, no vegetables, no meat of any kind, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Do you have to have everything before you can rejoice in the Lord? Amen. My goodness. The God of nature does alter and control all the powers. You listen to me? All the powers of nature to make earth, the sea, and the heavenly bodies carry out His purposes and His judgments against sin. And God was judging Israel for their sin. And there they had gone into captivity. And he said, boy, there's, there's not going to be figs. There's not going to be fruit. There's not going to be olives. There's The fields are not going to bear anything. And the, the flocks are going to be gone. They're going to starve and they're dying. And they're being killed. Amen. My Lord, oh God, yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. You know, amen. Amen. When we understand this, God is the salvation of his people. Hello? Yes. His true children can and will, in the midst of earth's distresses and life's troubles, rejoice in him. Hallelujah. The God of our eternal salvation. Listen to me tonight. Trouble and distress cannot hinder or further our salvation. Just as sure as believers, you cannot Amen. Make it on your own, and we must give it to God. Amen. My Lord. Amen. You know what we have to do? We have to be dandelion Christians. You know what a dandelion Christian is? Amen. They say this, and they, they said, if a dandelion is growing in a, in, a, in a yard, that the grass is an inch tall, a dandelion will grow two inches tall. And if it's growing in a yard that is 4 inches tall, the grass is 4 inches high, the dandelion will be 5 inches tall. And if a dandelion is in a, a field where the grass is 10 inches high, that dandelion will be 11 inches tall. Amen. Oh, glory to God. It never gets down under the circumstances. Whatever comes his way, the dandelion gets higher than his trouble, than his opposition, than anything that is coming against him. So the Christian should always be on top of everything around him in order that he may see the face of the Lord clearly. Amen. You can't be down in the grass down there and letting the grass and the uh, and the crabgrass and all that outgrow you. Just stand up taller than they are. Hallelujah. Oh God, I'm telling you tonight, this is the way of the Lord. The Bible tells us in Job thirteen thirteen, hold your peace, let me alone, that I may speak and let me come. On me, that let come on me what will. What, let it come on me what will. I'm just whatever comes my way, just let it happen. Wherefore do I take my flesh and my teeth? Brother Bill, can you take some of your flesh and your teeth? Amen. It's better to, to bite your hand than it is to let your mouth be open and saying uh, you don't need to be saying. That you'll regret later. So he said, Wherefore do I take my flesh and my teeth and put my life in mine hand? And verse 15 of Job 13, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. And he said in verse 16, He also shall be my salvation. For an hypocrite shall not come before him. He hear diligently my speech and my declaration with your ears. Amen. This is Job's Haggaian. Amen. And, And behold now I have ordered my cause. I know that I shall be justified. I want you to understand no matter what is happening in your life, God loves you. I said, no matter what is happening in your life, Jesus loves you and died for you. My Lord, oh God, amen. You know, you say, I can't do this. I can't make it. I cannot make it. Well, I read, you know, there's people that question whether Elijah could outrun the chariot like he did. Amen. And, and they say, he, he, that was 30 miles. And Elijah outran, amen, the chariot of the king for 30 miles. And they said it happened in 1865. There was a Canadian Indian. His name was Peter Lowler. And, uh, and so he was going to ride the stagecoach uh, across Canada there, where he's from, from uh, Fredericton to Woodstock. And so the stagecoach driver refused to allow an Indian on his stagecoach. And he said, I'll tell you one thing. I'll outrun you. And it was 60 miles. 60 miles. And that Indian took off running. And that stagecoach with four horses took off after him. And that Indian kept on running. And they they had to stop and change horses Four horses, four times. Amen. And you know what happened? That Indian run into Woodstock five minutes before the stagecoach arrived. Don't tell you, don't tell you, don't tell yourself that you can't do it. You can't make it. You can make it. Hallelujah. I said you can make it. You can survive. You are surviving. God's helping you. Amen. No matter what's coming your way. God is helping you and you can make it. Oh, God. Amen. Yeah, it's impossible for a man to outrun a chariot like that. Or Ahab's chariot for 30 miles. Well, this Indian, Peter Lowler, amen, he outrun for 60 miles. I'm telling you what, you can do it. You can make it. He said, amen, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. You understand what Habakkuk has done? He is making this statement. He's making the same statement that Job did in different words. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I don't care if we've got one don't have any fix if we don't have any grapes, if we don't have any olives, if there's no vegetables growing in the garden and the flock is cut off and the herds are not in the stall, he said, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds' feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. I want to tell you something. When you put it in your heart, and mind that no matter what comes your way you're going to live for God you can make it but if you think you can't make it you're going to drown amen it's just like they talk about those frogs two frogs fell into the in the cream the crock of cream huh one of them said I can't make it we can't get out and he kept trying to get out and trying to get out he, he just sunk down in a cream and drowned. The other one said, I'm going to keep on trying. And he kept on keep on trying. And he was a paddling and a fighting and a kicking. Amen. And you know what they did? They come the next morning and that frog was sitting on a pad of butter. Hallelujah. He turned that cream into butter. Hallelujah, he was able to make it. I'm telling you, the devil comes to you with discouraging words and tells you, you cannot make it. I'm, I'm going to pre- try my best to preach tonight on your uh, personal Hegelian. Amen. I you're having a personal battle. You're having a personal war and a fight with the devil. But I'm telling you what, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who has brought you out and will continue to help you. Amen. You know, uh, Charles Kettering, uh, that may be where Kettering comes from because he was there in Ohio, but he was a very famous scientist and inventor. Amen. And so, and he said, I, I, I learned that the easiest way to overcome defeat was to ignore the complete possibility of failure. Just completely ignore it. And so he, he had an assignment that he assigned a young engineer there. And, uh, and he said, Young man, this is what I want you to do at General Motors Laboratory. I want you to work on m- inventing this and he said i want you to do one thing son he said do not go to general motors library and do any research on this subject you work on this on your own and the reason the reason that he did not want him to go to general motors library brother jason it they there was engineers at ra research and they had decided that it was impossible to do amen And so he said, whatever you do, I do not want you to go to General Motors Library and do any research on this. You work on this totally on your own. Do you know what that young man did? He did the impossible. He invented that thing that they needed done, which they said was impossible. I'm telling you, the devil says you can't make it. It's impossible for you to survive. Well, I visited Sister April today, Sister Doris, uh, and, uh, you, know, and uh, you know, they're wanting to transfer her there, and, and, uh, and they're wanting to keep her, and then, you know, she said, I just want to go home. And she was talking about getting you to come. I couldn't get that thing unscrewed, and you had to bring pliers at 1130 last night and undo her feeding deal. My Lord, amen. I'm telling you what, if, if you're watching, Sister April, the devil's telling you, you can't make it, but you can. You've made it this far, and you can go on. You can survive. You can fight. You can win. And God is our help and our strength. Oh hallelujah, sister Lord, she's been sick, but you can make it a little while longer. You can climb the mountain, and you can make it because God said you could. Although the fig tree's not going to blossom, Amen. There's not many fruit on the vines. The olives are going to fail. The fields are not going to yield me, Amen. The flocks going to be cut off. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I'm telling you what God is our salvation, Brother John. You. You can make it well I'm telling you what I'm preaching to myself tonight too you get so disgusted you run I had a doctor's appointment Friday morning amen I, I, you know went to church Sunday and then I had to go back to the doctor Monday morning and then leave Monday afternoon, drive to Charlottesville and a doctor's appointment Tuesday morning, doctor's appointment Wednesday morning, drive back here and get home and get up and go again this morning, down to the hospital again. Oh, and we're trying to figure out what's making you so sick, what is causing it. you know. Well, we think we'll just try an antibiotic. I think, uh, you know. I, oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm telling you what. Hey, Amen. I'll tell you what I need. I need, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join. In the God of my salvation the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds' feet and he will make me to walk upon mine high places I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost is able to get in our feet and make us do things that we cannot think is possible hallelujah Woo. amen We don't need any more wet blankets to throw on Jeremy's back. Amen. We need faith to believe God. That God is healing and helping. Amen. Amen. Oh, thanks be to God. Though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him. I don't care if they take every olive, they take every grape, they take everything away. Is my salvation in a grape or an olive. Is my salvation in a sheep or a cow? Is my salvation in a goat? Amen. amen. Oh, amen. What was that? Billy Bray and uh, him, and, uh, and he got up and, was, and he was digging his potatoes. And uh, he got out there and was digging them and they were so small. And the devil said, These are mighty small potatoes, Billy Bray. Amen. And he said, he just turned and looked at him and said, Hush, devil. When I served you, I didn't even have any potatoes. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm telling you what, the devil's a liar. And he wants to challenge you and make you get down to his level. Make you think, I cannot make it. You cannot make it on your own, but I'm telling you what. Yet I rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength and he's going to make me to be able to run like a deer. Yes, sir. That's what he can do for you. Amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. We, we, we've got the. You understand, and he said, "But now, I have ordered my cause. I know that I shall be justified." Jesus loves us, and He died for us. Amen, amen. Though the fig tree shall not flourish, no grapes on the vines. The fruit of the olive shall fail. The fields shall supply no food. The, the flock shall be cut off and no er, herds will be found in the stalls. Yet in Jehovah will I exalt; I will joy in the God of my salvation. Amen. Your greatest concern is your salvation, not your prosperity. Amen. I said your greatest concern is your salvation, not your prosperity. How much money you have in the bank won't mount to a hill of beans on the judgment day. Oh, that five or $600, hey, amen, that lady was worried about. I'm telling you what, oh, God, I want us to understand this night that we can have joy independently of all the external things are facing us. You can shout when your car is on empty, when you don't have any groceries, when you don't have anything in the refrigerator, you can still shout because it has nothing to do with salvation. Amen. The things of this world have nothing to do with our salvation. Amen. God's magnanimous Divine rule makes abundant provision for man's physical wants and needs. And the great creator gives him the fig tree. He gives us the vine. He gives us the olive. He gives us the fields. And he gives us the flocks and the herds. And God's vast wealth is beyond our comprehension. Do you know that? His wealth is beyond our comprehension. And his supreme regard for our comfort is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Listen to what the Bible said in Psalm 50, verse 10. Every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, sir. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. God claims ownership of them all. The world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Amen. Listen to what he has to say. The world is mine, and the fullness thereof. And then he said in verse 15, Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Hallelujah. So when you don't have a dime in your pocket, when you don't have it, that has nothing to do with your salvation. But if you don't have a dime in your pocket, the world is mine and the fullness thereof and God says call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and you are going to be able to shout. You're going to be able to glorify me for what I've done for you. Well, yes. Yes, sir. Man, I'll never forget. I told you many times our, how God has come and supplied. And so many people can tell the same thing. When you don't have the money, when you can't make it, God makes a way for you to make it. Amen. Oh, God. I love that the way Sister Ollie would pray. And she said, uh, uh, Everett, that when she would get down on her knees, Brother Bill, to pray, she said, I'd come and appear before her. Amen. And she said, Lord, what is it you're trying to show me about Brother Philip? Amen. She said, I'm praying for him. Amen. And she said, the Lord spoke to her and said, he has a need in him. Amen. And she said, all right, Lord. I will help him when he comes this weekend. And there, there she was. Amen. And so when uh, we walked in on Saturday evening, we closed the store and we'd drive down and be there for service on Saturday night, preach on Saturday night, preach on Sunday morning. David and Brendan come down and he'd preach on Sunday night. And she had supper ready for us. And when we sit down at the table, she handed me a check. Amen. She handed me a check. And she said, I've been praying all week. And the Lord, you'd come before me, and the Lord said you had a need. And she said, uh, and I I told the Lord, okay, I'll I'll do it. And she said, I'll give it to him. I'll give him money on Sunday night before he leaves. And the Lord said, give it to him when he gets there. Said, he's worried about it. I want to tell you something. The Lord knows what you're worried about. You hear me? I said the Lord knows what you're worried about. What is eating on you? What is troubling you? What is keeping you from being able to sleep and rest? I'm telling you the Lord knows what you need. And I want us to know the the greatest thing that, that we need in our life is our salvation. Not prosperity, but I'm telling you God will see to whatever you need. The world is mine and the fullness thereof. Amen. Call upon thee in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Is there anybody here that can glorify God for what he's done for you? Has God been good to you? Has God helped you? Sure, he has. Sure, he has. Amen. Amen. You know, the New York Evening paper on Saturday, May the 21st, 1927, they contained on the inside pages an elaborate demonstration, you hear me, by an expert showing that Lindbergh could not make his crossing. He could not make it. amen. But on the front, they had already printed all that up. And on the front page that was printed last, they printed that Charles Lindbergh had crossed the Atlantic and he had arrived in New York. Hallelujah. I'm telling you why. The devil wants to print your obituary prematurely and tell you that you cannot make it, you cannot survive. I'm talking your personal, amen, your personal hegeon. Amen. This is your struggle. This is the fight of faith that you're having. And God will help you. The prophet Habakkuk concludes his prophecy with the precious lessons learned. Habakkuk expresses his absolute and perfect confidence in Jehovah as his gracious God. Can we we say the same thing right now? I will rejoice and be glad in him if all earthly blessings should fail. I'm telling you what, I'll be glad and rejoice. I don't care what earthly blessings fail as long as I have Jesus. As long as I have King Jesus. As long as I have King Jesus, that's the only thing that matters. Jehovah himself is my strength. He is my salvation. He is my trust. He is my support. He is my help. I'm telling you, he will give me hinds feet to sin by his favor to the high places of his blessing. Oh, you're going to die down here? You cannot make it? No, no, no. I am going to make it. Amen. Listen, the Bible said in Daniel 10, I hope I can say something that's helping you. Daniel 10 and 8, and he said, I was left alone. Daniel said, I was left alone. And then he makes another statement there's no strength in me. Yeah. Amen. He said, My comeliness was turned away into corruption. And then he makes a statement again. I retained no strength. Boy, have you been that way? If you wait long enough, you will. Amen. That night, after I'd been in the hospital, I when I fell in the floor and I could not get up, and Carolyn couldn't help me to get up. Amen. Oh God, I retained no strength. But I want you to listen to verse ten of chapter ten. And hand touched me. Yeah, that's what we need. And it, that hand touched me and set me upon my knees and the palms of my hands. had give him enough to get up off. He was laying flat on his face. He was flat on his face and that hand touched him. And he was able to get up on his hands and knees. Amen. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 11, he said, Old Daniel, a man greatly beloved... Understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand upright. Well, here's a man that's already laying flat on his face and he has no strength. Amen. And the Lord said, stand upright. Unto you I am sent. And when he had spoken, he said, he, when he spoke to me, I was able to stand, but I was trembling. I was shaking and trembling, just barely able to stand. Then he said unto me, fear not, Daniel. Oh, aren't you glad that he can speak peace to us? Fear not, Daniel, from the first day the child did set thine heart to understand and chasing thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. I want to tell you what you are waging a warfare with, a spiritual warfare with the devil. You understand that? When you pray, when you're praying with your family, is, any, is the devil ever come tell you your prayers are useless? They're unimportant. They're not even reaching the ceiling. The, the, the Lord is not hearing you. That is the lie of the devil. Amen. Oh, and he comes. And he said, Daniel, from the first day you have prayed 21 days. Well from the first day that you begin to pray and seek my face thy words were heard and I am come for thy words I want to tell you church and me personally I want us to know tonight do not be discouraged in your prayer life seek the face of God and continue to pray and God will come to you my lord my lord you see Here's the problem, verse 13 of chapter 10. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and 20 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I want you to know, God can send Michael to come and help you too. Amen. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. And he said, I'm come to make thee to understand. And then, when he had spoken unto me, I set my face toward the ground and I became dumb. One like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake unto him that stood before me. O Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me. And he said, and he makes that that same statement again. I have retained no strength. And straightway there remained no strength in me. Neither is there breath left in me. He was so out of it that he lost his breath. No breath. He's dying. This man is dying. Then came again that angel and touched me. One like the appearance of a man and he strengthened me. Oh glory. That's what we gotta have. If we can get a hold, continue to pray. Let him touch us. And there he strengthened me and said, Oh man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. When he had spoken, I was strengthened. Hallelujah. And he said, Let my Lord speak. Thou hast strengthened me. I want you to know if you keep on praying. Amen. You may be having your personal shagay, and that is all right. You just keep on praying and keep on believing God and say, Lord, I don't care if I don't have a car, I don't have a job, I don't have any money, I don't have this, I don't have that, but I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet, and he shall make me to walk upon my high places, and I'll be able to outrun a deer. Oh God, Oh God, my Lord, Amen. Oh God, Amen. John Milton, he he served under Oliver Cromwell, and uh, and so when King Charles came back, Charles II. I guess we're going to have Charles III here in a few days, right? Amen. But the, they. They added persecution, they find him and said we're going to burn all your writings. And so he just retired and went into retirement. And went into seclusion. And you know, while he was in seclusion, he wrote Paradise Lost. His greatest thing, glory to God. I'm telling you what, while you're in your seclusion, while the enemies are browbeating you, you can write the greatest that you've ever written. And he wrote Paradise Lost. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we can make it. Amen, we can make it. Amen. You know, uh, years ago, amen, uh, in, in North Dakota and all the north part of the United States, they, they didn't sell cars in the wintertime because they didn't have antifreeze. And, and so when it got cold, people just got jacks and jacked up their, their, their tires off the ground and left their cars on jacks all winter long. And, but, and so that made it really hard on those dealerships, you know, so for nearly six months, you understand, up in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, it's so cold there that they, the, the, the dealerships were just practically shut down, and, and so uh, there was one dealership, and they just kept on getting orders for cars all through the winter, and so the, the first sales manager for Ford Motor Company went to South Dakota to that dealership, and he said, "I got there, and there was a strapping young man, it looked like he'd been out plowing in the fields." And he said, "Son, what in the world are you doing? You're selling cars in the dead of winter." And uh, and he said, "All these other dealerships don't even sell cars, uh, uh, even try to sell cars in winter time." He said, "Nobody ever told me that." <laughs> Amen. So I just keep on trying to sell cars. I'm telling you what, you do what God said for you to do. And you can do it even when it's inconvenient, when it's hard. You're in the wintertime. You can still sell cars. <laughs> Amen. Ford completely changed their, their outlook and, and got those dealerships. Stay open and keep on plugging and get sell cars. I'm telling you. Let me go through this, and then I'm going to quickly try to close. Amen. Mark 7 and 32, they brought a man that was deaf, and he had an impediment in his speech, and they beseeched him to put his hand upon him. And Jesus took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ears and spit and touched his tongue. Amen. And looking up to heaven... He sighed and saith unto him, Ephrathah, that is, be open. Straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosed. And the Bible said, and he spake plain. He charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it. Amen. And the Bible said in verse 37, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, He hath done all things well. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. I want us to get this tonight. Amen. God is able to do the impossible for you. You're deaf. I don't know what it is. But I want you to understand tonight to know that that thing that you're facing, that is impossible. Amen. Jesus, all he has to do is just spit on you. Say, Jesus spit on me. I'll be glad for Jesus to spit on me, not anybody else. Amen. But, oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let Jesus spit on you. He'll change your life. Amen. Well, they called a bunch of engineers to the Andes Mountains there. You know, those mountains there in Peru and all through that area there. And they called in those American engineers and they said, It's impossible. It's impossible to do this. Amen. And, uh, and so they, they said, it's, it's, it's no way. And uh, so they said, no, it can't be done. Finally, they found a Polish engineer. Amen. And he was, a, was 60 years old. He was, you know, back that time, he was old considering an engineer and such a rigorous task for a man to take on. And he told him he said, I can do it. It can be done. Through the Andes Mountains, through all of that rough terrain. Amen. And this is what he did. In the Andes from Peru, he made 62 tunnels. Amen. And 30 bridges. Hallelujah. 62 tunnels and 30 bridges. One tunnel was 4,000 feet in length, almost a mile long. Amen. 15,000 feet above the level of the sea. There it was. Amen. He completed that construction. Amen. I'm telling you what. You can do it. Stand with me. You remember that guy that was writing his girlfriend? He said, darling, I will swim the ocean to get to see you. I'll fight alligators, tigers, and lions just to get to see you. Amen. And that was the end of his love letter. And at the end of his love letter, he put a postscript. P.S., I'll see you Saturday night if it doesn't rain. (laughs) Amen. Amen. God says to tell you again how much he loves you. And if you'll trust him, how much he'll do for you. Hallelujah. You hearing me? Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Sister Doris, get you a group out and get together and come on. Amen. What, what you can of Zion. Come on. Help her sing. Amen. I'd, I'd like for to go ahead and sing Let the Church Be the Church. We need to stand up. I don't care what is happening. Sister Lisa sent me a thing on the prices of seeds. The prices of garden seeds have gone out of sight. Are you hearing me? And she said, "What are we?" And she she said, "I'm very worried, Brother Philip. What are we going to do if seeds cost this much? What is food going to cost? I don't know what's going to happen, but I know who is on the throne, and I know who will take care of His church, and I know who will provide for the church." Hallelujah. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Hallelujah. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. There is nothing, there is nothing that the devil can do to take our salvation away. And we, he cannot take our trust in God away. Hallelujah. 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 I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds' feet. Hallelujah. 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 I know. I know you're listening to me tonight. I know you're listening to me tonight. The devil says you can't make it, you might as well quit. You cannot survive. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, by His grace, we can make it. And by His power, we will overcome. Hallelujah. Call on me. Call on me. And I will answer thee. What's that? Amen. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Amen. I've, I remember so many times we'll be working. Dad would be trying to get a A dump to set right and couldn't get it right. And then he'd say, Boys, load up the tools. Let's go home. And the next morning we come out on the job, he'd say, I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. Just
1: like that.
0: The Lord has dealt with me in the night and I know exactly how to fix this. I want to tell you something. You let God, let go and let God direct your path, and He will show you. Hallelujah, you can make it. Come on, church. Come on.
2: Let
1: the church church, church, be the church. church. Let the people people rejoice we settle the question. Our triumph is alive and
2: well. Well, this old ship withstand the battle A little A little before storms yes. and tempests and rocks Lezard, on the shore? Lezard, Though the hull yeah. may be battered, inside it's safe and dry. In
1: the sky, let, let the, the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. For we've settled the question and we, we made him our choice. Let the anthem ring out. Songs of victory swell. For, For the, the church triumphant is alive.